Hi everyone, Jenna here. Happy Tuesday. Thank you so much for joining us. Many customers seek out our million marker services in help balancing their hormone in hope of improving their chance of conceiving. Bringing a kid into this world is rewarding, but it's also a ton of work. And being a new mom brings a whole new world of stress that we never experienced before. And thankfully, there are things that we can do to help with stress management. And that's why we're super excited today to be joined by Elizabeth Joy Sandoz. Uh, Liz is a birth doula and a prenatal coach. Plus, she's the host of the Miraculous Mama podcast. So she just sent me a request. Here's Liz. Hey, Liz. Hi. How are you? Thank you so much for taking the time and join us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, super excited. And uh, congrats on the new birth. Thank you. Your daughter. This is so exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely been excited. I've definitely, I'm excited to talk about this because it's been like two completely different experiences from my first birth to my second, as far as like stress afterwards. And I know that mm -hmm. so many moms experience it differently as well. Yeah, so I did a little bit like a brief intro that you're a birth doula and also a prenatal coach. So tell us a little bit about your background, like why you decided to become a birth doula and a prenatal coach. Yeah, so uh, I decided to become a doula when I was living in Las Vegas because a lot of my friends at the time started having babies and they were ending up in C-sections and just a lot of things weren't going as planned. And I became passionate about it because I knew that that wasn't necessarily how birth was supposed to go. And once I started to do some research, I saw that Vegas had the highest C-section rate in the country at the time. So the World Health Organization says that the C-section rate should be uh, around 12%, whereas in the United States, we're at 33%. So we're very high over and research shows that doulas significantly reduce the C-section rate as long as add tons of other amazing benefits to birthing parents. So I started to become really passionate about it. I love caring for others. I love, I, I just really have a heart for helping women out. And, uh, and so I just kind of led down that path. And then in the meantime, I got a certification to become a life coach. And so I wanted to kind of bring that into it because the coaching perspective is like helping you feel empowered, which doulas do as well, but also helping before you even get pregnant. So couples can work with me before they even get pregnant to help come up with plans. If you follow me, you'll come to realize that I'm really passionate about birth plans because that mm -hmm. affects your entire experience. It starts with choosing the right provider. So working with a prenatal coach, you can um, kind of put some steps in order before you even have your first kid to uh, help your entire experience maybe go as you as you might see it. So for those who don't know, like, you know, what is a birth doula? Yeah, so a birthing doula provides physical, emotional and informational support uh, to people in labor and delivery. So normally, as a doula, people don't hire me until a little bit later, like six months, sometimes second trimester, sometimes I people have hired me in the beginning, but we really help you go through, like develop the birthing plan, help you with informational support during the labor. So if they're like, hey, this intervention needs to happen or whatever, we're very knowledgeable in what that is. What are the pros? What are the cons? What are the benefits? What are the risks? And then 
physical support, a lot of physical work being a doula. We do a lot of different laboring positions, techniques, and then emotional support. It's such an emotional <laughs> experience giving birth. And that that's based on any way that you birth, whether you want an epidural or you don't, or you're having a C-section or not, the whole experience is emotional. So having somebody who is constantly there for you is so important. Your doctor, your midwife, your nurses, they're going to be in and out of your room, can't stay with you the entire time. And then even your partner, they're not knowledgeable in physiological birth, what's normal, what's not, how to really fully support you. So we help the partner help you and we kind of provide support to both throughout uh, labor and birth. That's amazing. You also mentioned uh, coaching. So what would a, a prenatal coach would do for a couple? Yeah. So as I said before, it's the prenatal coach thing kind of comes in handy before the birth. So if it's something that you're like, maybe we want to start having a family, but um, trying to like get different things in order. That's kind of where the prenatal coach would come in and helping make sure that your goals are aligned, that you're taking the right steps and that you're setting yourself up for success throughout the experience. Even though a pregnancy and birth can be so different for everyone, like I said too, like you can do every single thing right and still feel like crap in your pregnancy, you know, but if you have the tools and the resources and the knowledge to know like, okay, I'm doing these steps to make sure I'm healthy, baby's healthy, I'm trying to support myself the best that I can. And then your partner knows how to help you. That's really beneficial. So that's kind of the work as a prenatal coach. Right. Having a plan in place would definitely help ease up that stress and then super helpful. I mean, creating also even creating a healthier baby. You mentioned about stress, I know, and then you're a new mom. Let's talk about stress. How are you handling your stress? Yeah, well, like I said at the beginning, I mean, this has been a completely different experience, but a couple of things to to try to to handle my stress. I've always been a go-with-the-flow person, and even with my first child, I was like, oh, we'll just, you know, whatever I get done today, I get done, which is still a very healthy mentality as a new mom because you can't put unrealistic expectations on yourself, but... And I've never been like a type A person or a scheduled person before at all, but that's actually been very beneficial to me this time. I kind of created a Mondays I do this, Tuesdays I do this, and like a little chart for me so that I don't get overwhelmed. I'm someone who easily gets overwhelmed. Once everything's piled on top of me, I have the paralysis by analysis. <laughs> I can't move. I don't even know where to start. So just doing a little bit each day and taking that as a win, but then also knowing that there's days, like even today, my daughter refused to nap. And so my mother-in-law is here and I'm like, she's not going down, which throws off my entire day because then that's usually when I can prep dinner or get other things done. So today I'm like, I'm either going to have to find a way to incorporate her in that or my husband's picking up takeout on the way home. Like it just, you know, like you have to also give yourself so much grace. So I feel like this time around, I've also, I've kind of made a little routine for myself and then I'm going to try to slowly add to that. And then also realizing that each day is going to be different. If I don't check that thing off, that's fine. I can roll into the next day. And then I have three days a week right now where I don't have anything on my list. So that's when I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't get to do this the other day. So today I can. So kind of creating a routine for me has been so beneficial with stress this time. 
in the beginning, that first month, my mom was here the entire time. So that really helped with stress. And that's something that we've come so far away from, whereas like a lot of cultures still incorporate that 40 days after birth, where you have somebody actually helping take care of you, take care of the house so that you're not doing any of that. And we really have unrealistic expectations here in the Western cultures still of, um, oh, you just had a baby. Okay. You still, you have to Mm -hmm. clean up. You have to cook dinner. You have to get all this stuff done. And it's like, well, you kind of do because who else is going to do it? We don't live with that mentality anymore. We don't raise kids in a village. So having my mom here for that month was super beneficial of she could play with my older daughter while I took care of the younger one or I could rest, you know, take a nap. And um, so having help has like definitely significantly reduced stress in that first month postpartum. That makes a lot of sense. I know um, in Chinese culture, like the postpartum, this post 30 days is actually extremely important for mom to recover. Mm -hmm. And then there's also always people always hire hire help exactly like what you said, you're supposed to, you know, rest lots and then so you get help, help you take care of the newborn as well as all the chores at home, really important stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. It's in here, people don't do that. They don't hire the help, whereas you can get a postpartum doula or you can you know, find a night nurse or different things like that. And, but the thing is too, it's, it's expensive. So finding in your budget might be really hard for a lot of people. So trying to get as much help as you can, even people dropping off meals. So that's one less thing that you're worried about or having a friend come over to do your laundry. You know, that's the point of friendship. That's the point of like, we're so scared to ask for it. It's like, Oh, I don't want to ask my friend to come over whatever and I'm like if my friend was like just had a baby was like Liz can you just come over and fold my laundry and hang out with me? I'd be like absolutely yeah absolutely you know absolutely. so we just need to get back to like we were meant to raise kids in a village and if you do have a village then lean on them absolutely you had a really powerful IG post stating you know one in three women find a childbirth traumatic does that also play a role in new mom stress Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the biggest reasons why women find birth traumatic is because the birth experience happens to them and they're not necessarily a part of it. So not being validated and heard and having choices made for you, which is also why I'm super passionate about Mm -hmm. creating the birth plan and being educated. So you're a part of the decision making. And this isn't something where people are just running around you making all these decisions for your body and your baby, but that you're a part of it. And we're kind of made to question ourselves in the beginning. So when you're questioning yourself in your birth, in your pregnancy, when you're like, oh, I'd like to birth in this position and your doctor's like, no, or I'd like to do this thing. And they're like, no, you're already questioning yourself as a mom and Mm -hmm. you have a newborn baby and you're questioning yourself because you're on Instagram and all these packages are being sold to you of how this baby needs to sleep, how this baby needs to whatever, instead of, really tuning in, trusting our bodies. You have maternal instincts for a reason. Yes, of course, it's great to be educated and to like know what's normal, not what's not. What's, you know, like, should I put a baby's, a blanket over my baby's face when they sleep? Obviously not. You know, like having basic education and knowledge of things is super important, but we've also come so far away from those instincts. And when you can't trust yourself in your birth, you're not trusting yourself in your pregnancy, and then you're not trusting yourself as a new mom to make those decisions. And I think that that plays a significant role in the stress. Am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? I think that there's a normal level of asking yourself that for sure, especially your first time around. You're like, 
wait, they just gave me this brand new baby to take home. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> you know, like I felt that way. And I'm, I'm a doula and I'm like, how do I keep this girl alive? You know, like no idea. But, but I think again, just kind of leaning on that intuition and ha having that village, like being able to ask your friends, lean on the people around you uh, because that does definitely play in stress. And then of course, like the normal stress. I mean, if you're exhausted, the lack of sleep that causes mm -hmm. stress, emotional stress, things are going to come up for you emotionally. The hormones are changing so much. There's so much that your bodies even go through initially postpartum. So there's stress put on your body, on your hormones already, men mentally, physically. So, so trying to support yourself as best you can with a system, with health, anything like that is going to be super beneficial for your stress levels. Yes. So what role does fear play in the stress um, that you mom experience? I think it's huge. For me with my first, I didn't realize it at the time, but looking back, I had postpartum anxiety, if, if not postpartum depression. I had such intrusive thoughts. I was so scared of somebody coming and kidnapping my daughter. Like I would sleep, like if she was in the bassinet next to me, I couldn't even turn my back to her in my bed. Cause I'm like, if somebody, what if I turn my back and somebody sneaks in and grabs her? Like I had to face her all the time. And I would be like, okay, did you lock all the doors? Did you like, you know, making sure that I did everything that I could control, but I, I was so scared that something terrible was going to happen. And fear automatically <laughs> causes extreme mm -hmm. stress on your body, on your system. Uh, I mean, it, it affects the way that your body processes food. Even if you're mm -hmm. eating really healthy, it could affect the way that your body's metabolizing that. There was an interesting study done of people like eating a piece of chocolate cake. So if I was eating a piece of chocolate cake and I'm just like, oh, this is really good. I'm really enjoying this. Mm -hmm my body's metabolizing it one way. If I'm eating the cake, feeling mm -hmm. like I shouldn't be eating this. Oh, I'm going to have to work out three hours later. This is like your body actually metabolizes. <laughs> it's going to actually, you're going to increase your cortisol. You're going to metabolize it different. Mm -hmm. And you're more likely to actually gain weight if you're right. regretting eating it than just being happy eating it. So, <laughs> it, you know, like, so even if you're in this mental state of fear, um, it's putting so much stress on your body. So that's affecting your hormones. Again, it's affecting your health, the way that you're metabolizing food. They haven't done research on it, but it could even be affecting your milk. Like we, Absolutely. I would, I think it'd be a super interesting study. My husband and I are talking about how they say you shouldn't be looking at blue light before bed because it affects your mm -hmm. milk. And, but your babies don't produ produce melatonin on their own, right? At the beginning, you're producing it for them in your milk. So I'm like, what it, we're so connected to our phones. So mm -hmm. if mom is staring at a screen all night, is that affecting the melatonin in her milk that's affecting the baby? So like, just, mm -hmm. you don't know how deep that stress goes, but I mean, fear is huge. And it's definitely something to be, to look out for. If you feel fearful, I think that that's a good time to talk to somebody. Right. Right. So other than leaning to your community, which is like super important, what are some other tips, healthy ways for a woman to handle their stress, uh, you know, especially if they're strapped with time? Yeah, well, I think we're all strapped with time, right? <laughs> like, it's like, how do I but being a plan in place. So um, taking those stressors away that 
like you said, if you're super stressed out, like eating certain food, you're going to metabolize it differently. So having a plan in place to take stress off of your body. So healthy snacks, healthy meals, whatever you can do for that, make sure that you're taking a really good supplement, finding some sort of practice for you, whether it's like a five or 10 minute a day, if you're spiritual, if it's something like that, or if you want to meditate, or even just like sit down without your phone, without any of that, and read a book for 10 minutes, journal for 10 minutes, pray for 10 minutes, meditate, do deep pelvic floor breathing, what anything like that, just to help you get in tune and check in with your body is really important. There's a lot of different information on like starting to work out after pregnancy. I don't think you have to like workout, but movement, like, mm-hmm. like I said, pelvic breathing, stretching, doing something every day to move your body. That's something I'm trying to work on right now. I told my husband last night, like, I feel like I don't even have 15 minutes to do my pelvic floor exercises every day. Like I have to find that time because it's health. It's good for me to connect with my body and start feeling things again. And then And then uh, talking to your partner about it, you know, like being Mm -hmm. like, hey, just so you know, like, I know you're working all day. I'm working all day too. Right. You know, when you get home, if you want to decompress, that's fine or whatever. But finding where your schedules align, where you have that 15 minutes to yourself that that you can take just to because it's it's really important to try to find that. Absolutely. So obviously, like everybody will react differently. Um, They have different scenarios. So how long would it does it take for this new stress to 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 go away? And if they're how long would they last? Well, that's yeah, like you said, I mean, everybody is so different. So it's really hard to answer. With my first daughter, it was six months like of it was four months of like really bad stress. And then probably six months where I'm like, okay, I can handle this. This is getting easier. But now I'm five months postpartum or five weeks postpartum with this baby. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I really haven't felt stressed at all. So, uh, I mean, in moments for sure. Yes. There's times where all three of us are crying and I'm like, I can't. <laughs> but overall it's been like a completely different experience. So it's, it really is so different for everyone. And I do think that there is that initial shock, especially for first time moms of like, mm-hmm. you know, this is, what what is happening and they also say that the baby blues sometimes come you know between four and ten days but if you feel anything that's lasting longer that is more than just stress because we're gonna have a little bit of stress mm-hmm. of you have this never-ending list of things if you're the mm-hmm. caretaker of your home like you know earlier i'm like oh i go back to the midwife next week i need to get her a thank you gift i need to run to costco oh it's easter this weekend i gotta make sure that i get eggs so that we can die you like while I'm trying to put down my daughter for a nap, I have this never ending list of everything that we have to do. So there is like a little level of stress, but making sure that it's not controlling your everyday life, that it's not taking over, that it's not, yeah, affecting your everyday life. Like I can't leave the house. I can't do this. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. Then, then you kind of like need to get help. But, um, that initial stress is going to be there a little bit for everybody, but, how long it's going to last is is so different because we all have different personalities too right me and my husband have very different personalities me and my sister have very different personalities so the way that we handle stress or view it even Mm -hmm. um, she might view this one thing super stressful and that thing to me I'm like whatever you know but then for me it's opposite you know so it's it it's a really hard question to answer it's so different for everybody 
Yeah, but I love all the tips because I felt like even if you're not a new mom, like all the tips that you've given, it's like it's really applicable to everybody. Yeah, well, I get most of my tips from my older sister, so because she, <laughs> she has four kids and they're all older, so I'm like, she when she was here, she helped me create a little like daily thing for myself so that I don't get overwhelmed. It's like, oh, okay, if today I just vacuum the living room cool you know like tomorrow I fold laundry it's like just a little bit so that you're not it's all of a sudden everything has to be done you know so trying to set yourself up for success but it can be really hard to get into a routine but it definitely does help eliminate stress right so like we noted that you also had another post saying like you know 60,000 uh, 600,000 women uh, are diagnosed with maternal mental health disorder, but only 15% seek treatment. Like, what do you think, you know, we can do to sort of help as a community to change this uh, stigma so more women seek out for help? Yeah, I think just even having conversations like this, being open and talking about it. I've been trying to be more open, like with my experience with my first daughter being like, I probably should have gotten help. Like I looking back now, especially how this postpartum experience was to my first, like I would cry myself to sleep. Like I was terrified and I, I should have talked to somebody like looking back. And so being open about that. So then people are like, Oh my gosh, I, I do the same thing, you know, and being like, maybe you should talk to somebody and, and being honest with your care providers, even like postpartum, you have to fill out those little tests of the depression chart thing. And, um, but I don't think that that, that necessarily diagnose people properly because mm -hmm. the questions on there I felt okay with it's like I can laugh mm -hmm. as easily as I always can I'm like yeah like it, <laughs> you know like but yeah. it doesn't have anything to do with the type of anxiety that I was feeling and so I think talking about it I do think that the stigma around mental health is being broken down um so many more people are being open they're like mm -hmm. oh yeah my therapist blah 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 like they have no shame saying like yeah I go to therapy mm -hmm. because so um just i think having conversations like this being super open if you recognize it in a friend that might be going through it being like hey i just want to see if you're okay make sure that we are checking in on each other and and then encouraging each other to get help if that's what we think is needed so knowledgeable um i know it's you're still like postpartum so are you <laughs> taking any clients like you know if so how can they reach you because the I think like having a doula, having this birth plan, have everything planned out, decrease stress is just so important for expecting mothers. Yeah, I think it's really important to have a doula. I know I'm probably biased, but I had a, <laughs> had a doula at both of my births and it was amazing. Like I feel like I couldn't have done it without her. And yeah, it's having a doula is awesome. So I have a couple of births coming up. But for the most part, I'm planning on just taking on a couple clients this year. Because when I was on call, I went back to work with my daughter when she was three months old. And when I was on call, I had so much anxiety. Because once you get called in, you could be gone for five hours, you could be gone mm -hmm. for 30 hours. So you don't know how long you're going to be gone. I didn't know when I'd see her again. You know, you're pumping at the births, you're storing the milk, and I just wasn't ready to leave her yet. Mm -hmm. So this time I'm planning on only just doing like a few a year, but I do take on clients virtually. So if you want to work with me virtually, you can definitely, you can DM me on Instagram or you can go to my website that's in my profile and email me through there. 
And then also hopefully soon I'm going to be launching a birth plan program. So you can take the course and it should really help set you up. Uh, for success for your birth plan. And then if you're looking for a doula in your area physically to be there with you, you can uh, look at Dona International or doulamatch.net. And those are usually pretty good places that you can find someone in your area to work with. That is awesome. So tell us about your podcast. I know you have a great podcast. I love my podcast. (laughs) And Jenna was on it. And uh, yeah, it's, we really the point of the podcast is to empower uh, parents through education and storytelling. I think that storytelling is huge, just people coming together, sharing their lived experiences. And then the education part. So having people like you on who, you know, somebody listening might be like, wait, check my water. Like, you know, I need to, (laughs) what's going on. So it's super important to, to me, like to educate and I'm always learning. And that's, the fun of it is that I get to interview from people and I'm every single time I'm like, Oh my gosh, my husband's like, who'd you do now? What do we have to spend money on? What test <laughs> do we have to order? Like what's going on? But it's just information. I think mm-hmm. that as we grow and learn, it's hard, especially as parents to be like, Oh, well, I didn't do this with my first kid. You know, maybe I messed them up or maybe I whatever, but I don't think that that's the point of it at all. It's taking the information that you have and moving forward with it, trying to make, mm-hmm for you and your family and to, and to like learn and grow together. I know that there's still so many changes I'd love to make just even in our home, but things are expensive too. I'm like, I need a whole Mm -hmm. house air purifier and like all these things. I'm like, okay, well I can get a small one for my kid's room right now. And then like eventually maybe we can get a bigger one. So it's making just small changes that we can. And so, yeah, the podcast is so much fun. I'm constantly learning, hearing people's stories and uh, just having a lot of fun with it. I really, really enjoy doing it. And the episode with Jenna is going to be out in the next couple of weeks. So that's exciting. So exciting. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Knowledge is power. You know, if we know better, we can do better. Yes. Love it. So thank you so much for all these great tips and thank you so much for joining us. And then, so everyone, thank you for joining and make sure you follow Liz at eSendos and also check out Miraculous Mama podcast. So this is super awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Talk to you soon. Okay, Bye. bye.